This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, it's a Wednesday. Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Yeah, Mike and Billy, the net fan contingent across the way other side at the controls and bogish with your updates as we take you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Next three hours, we keep you company right here on CBS Sports Radio Series and XM206, the app as well. All of our great affiliates across the country, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, good, Moose. Good. Very good. Uh, looking forward to another excellent show we have on tap here for the next few hours. Uh, Going to kick booty across the country as we do every single morning. So we've got a special guest coming up a little later on also. Yeah, we do. Um, as, Matt Chatham. Uh, yeah, Matt Chatham will join us a little later on in the program. We'll talk a little Patriots football. Um, you know, NFL analyst Nesson, he'll join us as well coming up your way in the uh, third and final hour. But we get going a little baseball. MLB trade deadline, 4 o'clock Eastern time uh, this afternoon. Uh, one trade last night that came down. We'll get into that three-team deal um, that involved, involved Trevor Bauer being traded from the Cleveland Indians to the uh, Cincinnati Reds. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, speaking of the Reds, uh, they got themselves involved in a little bit of a, a melee last night uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates, in which uh, teams do uh, do have a, a long memory. Uh, dates back where the, the feud between the two teams involved Derek Dietrich uh, enjoying a home run uh, to the chagrin of the, uh, the Pirates uh, earlier on in the regular season where that home run came off Chris Archer, and that was April 7th uh, when he did that, hitting it uh, out in Pittsburgh. Uh, and you thought that day maybe, you know, the, the situation had been rectified because the following at-back Chris Archer threw behind Derek Dietrich, but it did not come to an end as we saw the uh, a melee breakout and, in, and basically an all-encompassing good old-fashioned baseball brawl breakout last night. Yeah, it was big. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't your basic uh, baseball, you know, a little pushing and shoving here and there. Guy gets another guy's face. And, uh, you know, dugout's clear and the bullpen, guys run from through the outfield towards the infield. And it's just a big, as we call it in wrestling, pull apart. You know, that's where there's really not a lot. Not no, a there lot was a punch. lot going on last night. This was night. different, yeah. right. This was not just your basic pull apart, as I would call it. This was a fight. There were fights all over the place. Managers fight. It was it was extremely, extremely intense. It was I, I was, I haven't seen one of these in quite some time in baseball. You might have. I don't remember, Moose, but... Um, you know, it, it, it was it was uh, it got ugly, but I mean, it was entertaining at the same time. I don't think anyone was injured, which is a good thing. Yeah, let's take a listen to how it sounded. Here is Greg Brown, uh, cut fifteen, Billy uh, Pirates Radio Network. And here comes Amir Garrett. He's leaving the mound. He wants a piece of somebody. Amir Garrett takes a swing and gets a punch. The Pirates bench is emptied. Amir Garrett went thrown. flying, and they are hitting each other punches all over the being, place. This is not This usually. is a real fight. Yeah, and then here he is uh, as the brawl does continue. Greg Brown, Pirates Radio Network. 
Hey, look, 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 right here, right here, look, 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 here. Oh, now we got Queen taking, Queen wants Crick, but Crick wants nothing to do with him. Kyle Crick wants nothing to do with Puig, and who can blame him? Exactly. And now the scrum continues in front of the Pirate dugout. This is a real Donnybrook. Yeah, oh, it really is. Oh, I've uh, heard Donnie Brook. Yeah, wow, that's, that's a good old one. school. Yeah, yeah that, is, uh, <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. So, uh, Garrett, who used to play uh, basketball at St. John's, uh, you know, comes uh, rolling off the mound, challenging the entire Pirates bench, um, and then uh, basically jumps on to half the team before reinforcements do come for Cincinnati as a full-on melee does ensue, involving Yasiel Puig, who at that point, a trade had been agreed upon where Yasiel Puig was headed to the Cleveland Indians, but he was still in the game for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Mr. Blonde Mohawk and all get involved in the brawl for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, which was a strange scenario as well. Yeah, it was, and and he's a big dude, as everybody knows. I mean, you know, he's about 6'1", 6'2", about 240, 245, packed with muscle, uh, badass dude, man. So, you know, he's not the guy you want to throw a punch with. Yeah, but very impressive that he was in there battling for his team, which in essence wasn't his team anymore because he's on his way to Cleveland. But um, but back to uh, Garrett, the pitcher. I'm glad you met. I did not know he played for Saint, played basketball for St. John's. And that makes sense. Now. I'm like, wow, this, I'm looking at him on the hill next to the coach before the fight actually started. I'm like, this guy is giant tall. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and now it makes sense. He was a basketball player. Yeah, he was. He was. David Bell, who uh, the manager for the Reds, who had been ejected earlier right. on about 17, 20 minutes before this brawl break it broke out, came rolling out of the clubhouse as well to get involved in the brawl. Uh, let's hear from some of the particulars, shall we? Um, here is David Bell. Uh, talking about the very fact of uh, not su- not being surprised by what transpired last night didn't surprise us because that's you know it's kind of been going on all year. So <clears throat> I say it didn't, didn't surprise us, but it's it's I can't tell you how disappointing it is that it's still going on and, and nothing's been done about it. How about the Pirates uh, that there? Here's Bell as well talking about the uh, the fact of uh, he couldn't stand the way the Pirates uh, acted last night. It's a shame that, that this is allowed, you know, and that, that they're able to get away with it. You know, they celebrate it, they support it, they uh, clearly allow it. Or I don't know if they teach it, but they allow it. It's dangerous. Um, I mean, you can go on and on about what's, well, you know, so many things wrong about it. Well, I mean, what he's referencing in terms of, you know, sending purpose pitches, throwing pitches high and tight, uh, as you saw from Keeler last night for Pittsburgh um, against Dietrich, which, right. uh, you know, led uh, to this uh, rehashing and uh, which ultimately led to the brawl and the back and forth and jawing back and forth, which, I mean, listen, that's that's really, you know, kind of old school baseball. Um, you know, it's been around the game for a long, long time. It's It's not going to go away. Um, when a team feels like they've been disrespected uh, by uh, somebody admiring a home run a little bit too long, or and there's a number of other different factors as well, uh, protecting your teammates if a guy throws in in, in tight, um, you know, could lead to uh, another purpose pitch being sent your way or your teammates' way, whatever it might be, Taz. So uh, I'm not surprised by it, and for David Bell, you shouldn't be surprised by it either. I mean, uh, you know, people throw purpose pitches all the time. Yeah, it's been around the game for a long time. To your point. You know what? What that deal you referenced would kind of spark the whole thing last night with Kayla. He, you know, Joey Votto. You know, from the Reds, he was jaw jacking. You know, from the field while he was the other dude was in the. Well, Kayla was in the uh, dugout. He was jaw jacking him, and kind of you could read their lips. Some of the stuff he was saying, 
telling him what you did. I can't say the words, but I I, I wrote down what he said. What Votto said back and forth with, with with him in the Pirates dugout from the Pirates dugout from the field. So Votto was pissed from from right out of the but you can't blame him. He's sticking up for his teammates. So yeah, I, I mean, I, right? I mean, I, I don't blame I don't blame Joey Votto. I mean, the case is is there a place for it in Major League Baseball? Well, yeah, hey, let's take a listen real quick. Let's go. Let's listen to Joey Votto uh, talking about supporting his teammates. I don't know anything about what what his objective was. If it if it was just an accident, it very well could have been. And uh, um, but um, you know, I'm, Derek's on my team, and um, you know, I, I'd like to think I stand up for my teammates. And I think that uh, today was a good example of all of us standing up for each other. Well, you know, and and like you had asked, Moose, is there, is there a place for it in baseball? I, I, I hear you. I mean, it's, it's kind of a – it's a tough thing, tough to answer because it's been around, as you know, for so long in the game. And and like you just heard Votto, and, and I think every player would say the same thing on every level if we're just talking the sport of baseball. You know, guys are going to stick up for their teammates. They're going to – you know, otherwise you get a bad rep if you don't have the back physically of your teammate in a, in a bad situation. Now, as far as throwing at people's heads, if, if that's what you're asking, no. I don't think there's a place I mean, for that. What, and that's been around too I mean, forever. I, I hate that. I hate. Yeah, it. I mean, uh, if you look at it, it was it, it wasn't as much up and in um, seeing it on replay once again as it's being replayed all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Votto's got to know. I mean, we played that cut. I mean, Votto's got to know after the game that that pitch was on purpose if he's going to continue <sighs> to jaw to the Pirates bench afterward uh, to say after the game. Well, I don't know if it was on purpose or. You know, maybe the ball slipped, but, you know, to, you know, instigate or I would say add fuel to the fire by continuing to jaw or jawing with the Pirates bench, um, you better know that that pitch is on purpose. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah. he can't tell you that what he said after the game. I mean, everyone expects, you know, Votto to protect his teammates. Um, you know, I'm, you know that, that comes along with the territory. We see that time and time again. But you've got to know that that pitch was on purpose, that Keela stepped on the mound with the intent to throw – you know, up and in to Joey Votto, no? Uh, no, he, well, he th- right. Well, he threw it with Dietrich's the guy he threw above his head, and then he struck him out the next pitch because Dietrich, to end the inning, this well, was. Right, so. but my point being is that he's got to know that that pitch was ha- yeah. has to be on purpose, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, well, yeah. right. Well, yeah. but, and after the ga- but, the, but then after the game, you can't basically tell me that you didn't know if it was on purpose or not. Yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? I mean, after the game, these guys, are, they're frazzled. They just were in a big brawl that. They're, and you know they they got lo- they lost the Reds so they were probably pissed at uh, many levels. Um, but you know it was interesting that when Kayla throws the ball at Dietrich and uh, high above his head. Now you got the batter, and this is what happens in, in the game. Obviously, you got the batter reeling and rocking on his heels, and you got two strikes on him already. Next thing you know, he goes down swinging awkwardly because he's he's nervous where that ball's coming. He's nervous if he's going to get head hunted. That even though these guys are elite athletes and they're pro baseball players, you throw at someone's head. And then they get back in the box. That batter's defenseless. He's like, now what? And then and you get him whatever, a slider, an off-speed, off-speed pitch, or a curveball or something, and that's what happened. And he, and he ended, and that, that kind of ticked off the Reds, too, because, you know, that's strategy. You know how it is. You throw at the guy, and then you get the guy on his heels. Next you know, you get him, you get him you go, he goes down looking, or he goes down swinging, and the inning's over. Yeah, let's hear from the, the Pirates manager. Uh, here is Clint Hurdle. Take a listen. The pitch that came out hot from Keone got, got some reaction. And... And then Votto came over to our dugout and had some things to say. And Hughes hits Marte. And then and then Garrett eventually ends up coming over to our side again. Things just continue to, to escalate. Yeah, here is uh, Keona Kella talking about the fact of throwing inside. 
You have to pitch in. You know, that's part of this game. And the day that we're not allowed to pitch in is the day that the game of baseball forever changes. You know, so I was just doing my part. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, guys are going to throw inside as long as you don't hit somebody up in the head. Um, and and certainly uh, teams, if uh, pitchers, if they feel like they're being disrespected by someone enjoying the home run a little bit too much, as we saw earlier on the regular season, April 7th, when these two teams met up, and this is what it's all dating back to, uh, when Dietrich admiring a home run, uh, I believe it was out in Pittsburgh with Chris Archer on the mound, um, and then we saw this all flare up once again last night. So, uh, I, you know, it, there's no place for throwing high and tight. Uh, there's no place for that Major League Baseball. You want to send a purpose pitch, hit somebody in the small of the back, hit him in the rear end, uh, hit him in the thigh, whatever it might be. That's one thing. You never aim at somebody's head. And, yeah. you know, we saw last night it get very, very ugly uh, out in Cincinnati. Absolutely. And, and I got to tell you, from a personal experience, um, I know my son, when he was younger, this is before he segued from baseball, you know, he played baseball, football, and then segued to lacrosse. When he was younger, he was, he was probably, I want to say, fifth grade, and he played, on, he played baseball on a summer team. He was a good player, and he played on a really good travel team, and he, he was playing with kids a year older than him. So, you know, uh, he, um, we, were traveling, we were playing all over the place. This game happened to be on Long Island, this tournament we were in. And I was across the country working in California for WWE, and he got hit in the face, my son, with a ball, a pitch, uh, from a really good pitcher, a young kid who threw gas, you know, gas for kids that age, but threw the ball hard and hit him right under his eye, uh, his cheekbone. He had to be rushed to the hospital. Um, and here I am in California. My wife calls me crying and hysterical, and I'm like, what? I don't know what went on. Thank God my family, my brother-in-laws were there and stuff. They went to the hospital and everything. The point is, that was the last baseball game my son ever played. Okay, he sent, then segued into lacrosse. Um, he just, he, he couldn't, he, he was trying to get back in the box and play, like in practice and in warm-ups, and he was so shook. And now, even though it's a young kid, that could happen with adults too. You know, college players, they get hit. And you see why a lot of guys now wearing chin guards and face guards on their helmets. It's like a common thing. Back in the day, guys weren't doing it, not even that long ago, because it was like a code of honor. You don't wear, I'm a major league baseball player. I don't wear a chin guard. I don't wear, you know. Now you see a lot of guys wear that flap, you know, and it's smart to wear, you know, because it can change everything about the way you play. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really take it as being a macho thing or kind of, I, I took it, I didn't even know if it was invented as of yet. <laughs> to no, put that my piece son, together. I know after he got hit. Yeah. They were around. It was just oh, called the flap. They were around, okay. and and he didn't play. We I got him to flap right away, and for practice and for you know with his hitting coach and stuff. And it just wasn't. He wasn't like crying before he got in the box. He just he acted like he wasn't scared, but he he yeah. flinched on every pitch, every pitch he couldn't. And I remember talking about buddy of mine who was the coach. He's like, yeah, he, he I don't know what he's going to do here. I I don't think he's going to be able to play anymore. <laughs> it's just it's when you so yeah. seeing guys get hit in the face. I don't care what age they are. You know it's. That goes back to obviously my knowing what happened with my son because I lived it, you know. But the thing yeah. is, I do think that anybody goes near the head with a baseball, especially how hard and fast these guys throw. It's just you could you could you could kill somebody. I mean, it's that bad. You yeah, know? yeah, you, you could. It's that bad. Uh, no, you know? you're 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 not. Yeah, um, I mean, you would, would have to be hitting a perfect spot. But yes, I mean, with the guys throwing the ball, the ball 100, 101 miles an hour, uh, certainly you can. I mean, I, you know, I had a similar experience where I got hit in the chin and I got knocked out. I was able to continue my playing career. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you had a, a situation last night. 
and you mentioned you referenced the situation with your son when he was in fifth grade. Um, yeah, it, it, then you have to, you know, pretty much stay strong, get, uh, you know, overcome maybe some of the little bit of the fear that of stepping right. back it's in the hard. batter's box. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. Uh, you know, I certainly remember the time when, when I did and when I got back into the batter's box. How old and, were you? Uh, I was um, I was in Little League. Oh, right, so you were probably uh, yeah. like 12 years old, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, because I just remember getting hit in the hit in the chin, yeah. and then ended up on the uh, on the bench. Next time I remember, and an ice bag on my chin. Well, if you hit uh, the right spot, it can knock you out. That's sure, what I, right? Yeah, that, you yeah. Know, that, and the uh, yeah, and, but uh, I, you know, I was uh, I did get back in the batter's box. I did continue playing. I enjoyed playing baseball. I was a pretty good player when I was a kid. Um, enjoyed uh, enjoyed doing it, but I could understand it. You've seen other guys where it does yeah. uh, negatively yeah. affect them over the course of their career. So there's no there's no need for that in terms of throwing high and tight. Right. Um, right. And certainly, you know, when you're in fifth or sixth grade, guys aren't trying to hit anybody. It's just a matter of whether or not yeah, you lose you control. Just, you lose and control certainly, yeah. Lost. I mean, we're that's, talking about guys that have got pinpoint control. Yeah, of course. When you make major league, when you make it to the major leagues, yeah, uh, you have control of pretty much every single pitch that you throw. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and you know where the general vicinity or general area within you know two to four inches uh, of where that pitch is going. So everything is on purpose. Nothing slips to the sure. point where you miss a mark by four or five or six feet. Uh, even with the the seams being a little bit decreased uh, this year as compared to years gone by, as we've discussed before, with the home run rate being up. So. I mean, Taz, an ugly scene last night in Major League, for Major League Baseball in Cincinnati. Um, I don't think you're going to get away or do away with purpose pitches. I don't think it's going to go, uh, you know, by uh, by the wayside. I do think that uh, you have to be respectful, though, of other players um, to where in their careers where you can't throw anywhere near the head. I right. think that's the biggest issue you had last night was the fact of where the general vicinity of where the pitch was. Listen, he didn't hit him in the head. Right, right. Uh, I've seen other purpose pitches closer to the head uh, than what we saw last night uh, between the Reds and the Pirates. However, anywhere you, anytime you get close to that region, guys are going to get upset, and that's what led to what we saw in the uh, right. all-out brawl last night in Cincinnati. The guy's are going to get shook, and, then, yeah. you know, and that's what happens, and that's a good way to get a guy to strike out. By the way, quick note, I, it's about, about Clint Hurdle, the manager of the um, – of the Pirates and David Bell, the manager of the Reds, and you said Bell. You know, I know he got ejected, and he came back out for this brawl. He probably should have stayed in the clubhouse because let me tell you something. He got taken. He got taken down. Okay, by Clint Hurdle, <laughs> and not only that, he got put in a legitimate side headlock. I think Hurdle might have maybe when he was younger, maybe wrestled or something. He applied this side headlock properly. His body position while he had hmm. Bell on the ground was perfect. His legs, his hips were sunk into the dirt. I mean, I'm talking about it was pretty strong headlock and body positioning, and Bell was flat-backed, as we call it. There you go. Uh, and he wanted to come out. He's going to hear from See it. See that right yeah. there? That's yeah. the proper leg positioning. So your hips are flat, and his headlock's a little wrong. But that's when you do that, the guy can't get up. There you, you go. You put all your weight into him. So someone nice told him about Clint Hurdle. He knew what he was doing. Uh, Pirates and Reds, take, uh, did they take it too far last night? Uh, time to move on from the old school baseball mentality. want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
Matt Chatham will join us a little bit later on in the program. we got to go on a little baseball here on this Wednesday morning. It's trade deadline day, 4 o'clock Eastern time this afternoon. Remember this year, first time uh, that there is one, uh, just one trade de- deadline, one and only. Uh, no August 31st, uh, no waiver deadline. This is uh, just one and only. July 31st, if you don't make a deal by 4 o'clock the Eastern time this afternoon, uh, aside from picking players up off the waiver wire, you're not going to be uh, making any deals here uh, in Major League Baseball. So this is it. We'll see exactly uh, how many trades do come down. He had one last night that was a pretty intriguing one in which Trevor Bauer uh, goes from Cleveland to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, uh, Taylor Trammell, the number one prospect in the Reds' farm system, an outfielder who's having a down year down in the minor leagues, but uh, is a well-thought-of prospect. A guy that uh, many scouts believe has the potential to be a star in Major League Baseball. Uh, just 21 years of age, 6'2", I think he's about 210 pounds, something of that nature. Um, he uh, he goes out to San Diego, and uh, the Cleveland Indians end up with, I believe it was four, four or five players coming back in return for dealing off Trevor Bauer, Taz, who uh, we know the last time we saw him on the mound was throwing the ball uh, over the center field wall out of yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, you got a guy with a little temper there leaving uh, Francona's Indians, and now you got uh, – Puig coming in, who might have a little bit of a temper, and he's kind of a, uh, a a dynamic personality himself. So it should be interesting dynamic with him playing for the Indians. I mean, right, uh, Fran Mill Reyes, uh, Logan Allen, Yesio Puig, Victor Nova, and Scott Moss are going the tribe's way. But we got it going with the brawl here. Look who's in the house. What's going on? Oh, they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Hey guys, good morning. Andrew. Here's your report. It is sponsored by Wrangler Performance Series, a collection of jeans and pants. Featuring a Comfort Flex waistband and denim that flexes for comfort. Wrangler Performance Series, try on a pair today. Somehow, his inclusion in that three-team deal on the eve of the trade deadline is not the biggest Yasiel Puig news this morning. Reports of that trade with Cleveland and San Diego already floating around with this dumb fight started last night. After being one of a tossed, Puig talked about joining the Indians. Now it's time to move forward and going to my new team and help my team to get to the playoffs. Cleveland also ends up with slugger Framiel Reyes and lefty Logan Allen. They come from the Padres. San Diego gets Reds' top prospect Taylor Trammell, and Cincinnati also leaves the deal with Cleveland righty Trevor Bauer. As Andrew, for, you don't like a good baseball brawl? Um, you called it a dumb fight. I thought last night, yeah, last night was it's dumb that the Pirates are still angry over Derek Dietrich in April. Hmm. Uh uh, Amir Garrett charging the dugout is it's just <laughs> when he yeah, came in the game when Garrett came in the game you could tell he was ready to just he just his <laughs> his testosterone level and blood pressure before he even charged the Pirates dugout right he was itching for a fight as the cliche expression goes he and was. he's like six eight two thirty so yeah. he's the last yeah. guy you want angry Almost was saying that he played he played for basketball for St. John's. Yeah. He's actually 6'5", but who's counting? Whatever. But anyway, you know, so that's like, well, well, I'm 5'11", and that's like I'm saying I'm 6'3". You know what I mean? Something like <laughs> nope. that. Nope. Uh, I'm not 5'11". I'm 5'10 and a half. But anyway, uh, no. So the thing is, the other thing that, wasn't, that we didn't bring up, but this guy charging the Pirates dugout himself, I respect that. Yeah, good for him. I mean, just, just solo Jones. Right, I'm coming. Punch. Yeah, I'm coming right at you. Yeah, he didn't he did nail throw. it all, but he did throw he a good did punch. Throw a good punch. He did, but he, yeah, it takes a lot of uh, you know what to chutzpah yeah. to hit to hit that dugout alone. So we were talking outside, watching the video again, and the bench coach comes out to him 
in the ninth inning, and it almost looks like the be- like the bench coach takes the ball from him and says, "All right," and on. says, "Okay, go ahead." Go ahead. He knows he did, what's yeah. happening because Garrett's talking in his in his through his glove the whole cursing, time. He wants to beat everyone up on a pirate, and he's almost like, "All right, dude, go get him." And he, he pats him on the back side, and away, and away they You're go. Right. He took yeah. the balls, and the bench coach. He looked like he was three feet tall right. next to Garrett. He like me. <laughs> like, Excuse me, Mr. Amir. What's he looks going so on? tiny. This guy's yeah. gigantic. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, uh, man. Take some guts, though, to hit the, hit the dugout alone. I mean, uh, of the opposing team. Full full throttle speed. They had three guys come out of that dugout, out of that Pirates dugout, to try and cut him off. And, and, but it didn't work. He was he was coming, swinging. And he knew his teammates were behind him. So and that's they weren't far behind. But, yeah, and then that, that, all, that kicked it all off. Yeah, it did. Uh, as for the game, since he lost it to Pittsburgh last night, 11-4. Cleveland losing at home to Houston 2-0. Justin Verlander caged 13 over 7. It could have been much easier for the Braves last night in Washington. The 2-2 pitch lifted in the air to deep right center field. Robles going back. He looks up. There's that long ball you were looking for. It's out of here. Three-run jack for Donaldson. Eight to nothing, Braves. That's Joe Simpson, Braves Radio. Atlanta led nine nothing, then eleven one, but only beat the Nationals eleven eight. Their NL East lead is back to five and a half games. The Cardinals snapping their tie with the Cubs atop the Central with a two one victory. Paul Goldschmidt tie breaking solo homer, bottom six. He's now gone deep in seven of his last eight games. The Dodgers, the first to 70 wins, a 9-4 final at Coors Field. And the Phillies topped the Giants 4-2. The Rays rallied for a 6-5 win at Fenway. The Yankees losing at home to the D-backs 4-2. The A's dropped the Brewers 3-2-10. Uh, Matt Olsen took Josh Hader deep. Uh, uh, you're playing some sound here? Can I interrupt you? No, no, please, uh, come I on just, in. That's what I do. I interrupt you all the mm. time. Al Dukes, you know, the producer of uh, G- uh, Boomer and Geo. Uh, down the hall here at WFAN, you know, he tweet. You gotta look. You guys gotta look at his Twitter. He, I just noticed six minutes ago he tweets from one of the restrooms in the building here. Attention, WFAN employees! One of you left your toothbrush in the bathroom, <laughs> and there's a tube of Crest, a toothbrush. It's like I know who it is. You do, I mean, why would it, it could be a CBS Sports Radio employee, Al, not just WFAN, but you know who it is? I think uh, Martin, the engineer who's often in yeah, here in the morning, he brushes yeah. his teeth oh, multiple times a day. Here. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet he still has bad breath. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, Mike says he's out today. There's no, no I saw the other room. engineer come in this morning. I think he's oh. on his vacation this week. Oh, he oh. is. So Never mind that. Martin does brush his teeth multiple times a day, though. So, I mean, Maybe the new engineer does. Well, it's pretty well documented you, to your point, Moose. The engineers here at the company, they have, they have great dental hygiene. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> this is like a big part of the job. No, right? maybe the other guy does. <laughs> they have he might. He might be Harris Allen. I don't know. I actually have a problem with anyone brushing their teeth here. It's a weird, like, I'm all for dental hygiene I think it's and non cavities. It's just a really gross thing to do. What's more disgusting? Why is that gross to do? He's right. I, it's, I don't know. Like, it's a, first of all, I wouldn't it's want a personal any thing. of my. It should be done at home. It's well, personal. And, like, I wouldn't want to use a public sink for brushing my teeth. It's gross. You're, I agree with you because it's gross. It's you're at your workplace. You shouldn't. I mean, what do I do? I got to bring soap here. I got to. I got to bring soap and, and lather myself down during the break in the bathroom. I, what am I going to? I got to wash my feet. What am I going to? I'm at work. What are you talking about? Who, who's talking about taking a bath? No, I'm talking. Well, you're talking about it's talking okay about to brush your teeth. Your teeth. Yeah. it's the same thing. It's part of personal hygiene. You don't do that. Wait, at work. bathing myself in a sink is similar to brushing my teeth. Sure, it's hygiene. <laughs> yeah, right, falls on. in the same way. I mean, the same Evan, place where people leave, uh, you know, uh, go to the bathroom and leave it in the toilet and don't flush the well, bowl. That, that's, that's also unacceptable. Right? That's exactly uh, why yeah, you shouldn't be brushing your teeth in that same room because there's nonsense in the sink. If you if you wash your hands. 
hands and it's the water. I mean, you're, it's not like you're rubbing your toothbrush on the walls. So let me ask you a question, Luce. So you go, you know, during the break, you run to the men's room, okay? And, you know, we're limited. on we don't Not like other people have jobs where they go to the bathroom to take their time. We, we have a clock we have to beat. Right. So, <laughs> so we got to get back before the break. Yeah, so you got five minutes. You're in the restroom. You do number one. You go over to the sink. There's two or three sinks in these bathrooms. You're washing your hands, la da dee, la da dee, and right next to you is Mark Chernoff, our program director, and he's sitting there and he's just and he's brushing his teeth like yeah, crazy. That won't bother me. That won't bother you. No, that won't bother you one bit. Wow. No. And what if next to him is Jerry Recco and he's got his shirt off and he's putting on oh, body come cream? On. Now, now you're being ridiculous. No, no, I'm serious. Like this is uh, part of things we do uh, in our private bathrooms. No, but that, that's I'm being different. ridiculous. That's being ridiculous. That, that example, Jerry oh, rubbing brushing your teeth and it. being shirtless and putting on body cream, one has nothing to do with the other. It's things we do in our personal bathrooms. That's right. our personal space. So, uh, I'll give you a better question than that. Jerry glossing up for TV. Maybe, maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> well, that's a terrible example. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jerry in the bathroom putting sculpturing gel in his head. No, I'm kidding. What about shaving? What yeah, if he shaves? Yeah, yeah, what, right, right. What if, what if Boomer Esiason is in one sink shaving full throttle, okay, and next to that sink is, is you know, Geo, and he's just brushing his teeth and ass moose, washing his hands after I, the bathroom. I, I got no issue with somebody if they, uh, you know, I've seen guys. I've seen guys in television go and, and shave in the bathroom. If uh, they don't have time to do it, I've seen Bart Scott shave okay. over at SMY. I've seen guys do that. That does not bother me. Now, if you're going to be shirtless in the bathroom, that's one thing. It bothers me more if you don't flush the toilet. Oh, of course. I could tell. You've said this more than once, and I don't blame you because I'm with you on that. Uh, But I'm just saying, if someone is in the bathroom at work brushing their teeth, it's a little personal. Also, and and I see the correlation of a man with no shirt on putting deodorant on while he's at work. I mean, you know, a, guy, a hedge fund guy, he's in the bathroom, he's got his shirt off, and, you know, he, he's shaving his chest hair before he goes to the office, to the desk. I mean, it's disgusting, but I, I, we don't see this happening, but it's the same as someone brushing their teeth. It's personal stuff you do in your bathroom. All right, what's more disgusting? I'll pose this Shaving question. Shaving your chest yeah. is similar You're to really brushing your teeth. You're really bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's, do you agree that it's personal hygiene items? These are well, things we do. They're different levels. Okay. They're different now levels. Now you get levels of hygiene. Okay. So well, there's different like You're shirtless and you're shaving your chest in a public bathroom is different than brushing your teeth. So if Jerry Recco was in the company bathroom here with his shirt off yeah, and he's gross. putting... Okay, you agree. He's putting body well, cream on his shoulders. I don't think anyone's going to do that. I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's going to do that. I, 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 when I, I think someone's probably going to go in the stall and do that if they need to put cream but on. But see, when I came into the we workplace. sunburn, a little aloe. Right, true. When aloe. I left the wrestling business, which, by the way, that's a place like pro athletes where at work you shower, you shave at work because you're in mm. a locker room. You know, you're putting on body cream in front of other men. This happens. You know, I'm comfortable well, in my manhood. Lot, well, you're, it's different. You're it's a locker, locker room. room. But it's still your workplace. <laughs> yeah, imagine, it's your workplace. Yeah. I'm just imagine, saying. It's kind of, I never thought of that. Imagine guys in the NFL constantly. put body cream on. No, but no, I'm just saying. I, I, no, you missed my point. I'm just saying I never thought of that. While I was at work in wrestling for so many years, we were all doing these things. But in an office environment, it's a little awkward. That's what I'm saying. It's a little weird. It's That's like, okay. It's a little weird. That's all I'm saying. It's a little weird for someone to be brushing teeth at work. So I see what Al Dukes. Al obviously has a problem with it because he put the picture out there. And I don't blame him. Well, I mean, I, I think he's a little trouble that someone would brush their teeth and leave it behind. Well, yeah, I also think Al... Uh, well, Al's a little bit of a germaphobe. He too. is, and I respect that. I mean, you know, people... Are, I'm looking at people tweeting towards Al. They're saying, this is gross, it's disgusting. So people understand. You know, they, they see people say disgusting, it's horrible. 
and there's a bunch of pictures of Mike Francesa, gifts, guys. That's <laughs> yeah, another story. There you go. Yeah. What are you nuts? <laughs> no, but here's another question I have. That's nothing, nothing to do. Well, actually, what's forget is Jerry's about the work. shirt still on? No, his shirt is on. Okay. Forget about the workplace. I pose this question to you people here and to people listening, uh, you know, at mm-hmm. home or in a car, whatever. What's more disgusting, brushing your teeth at work, or someone eating something while they're in the shower? Oh, what on. could you eat in the shower? Well, no, because I'm, I'm, I, I was watching. You know, I watched the show Big Brother. You guys know on CBS, right? I'm yeah. Big, big Mark for the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. The Big Mark for the uh, you are a Mark for the reality show Big Brother, right? So one of the guys and the girls they were romantically involved that are living in this house. All right, and so they have like it's a public shower, but it's you can't see. You know, it's blocked. Like the glass is blocked mm-hmm. for people. So because you live with guys and girls living together. So a lot of times, so the guy goes in there while she's showering, but he's not in the shower with her. He's eating watermelon. He walks in the bathroom with a bowl of chopped up watermelon, and he starts feeding her watermelon while she's showering, but through the, but there's a glass door in between them with privacy glass. I was like, oh, my, my wife's like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. Like, is that not gross? Like, is well, significant she- other feeding you watermelon while you're showering down she couldn't hold the bowl in the shower under the water knee but if she's just going to be fed something while she's not like standing in the stream of water it's not the worst thing in the world really I, yeah man i gotta tell you does that bother you I mean, um I, little, no i mean no. it's not really not like no i mean it's water eating a burger and fries that's a good point it is it is watermelon and she is in water i didn't think of it that way but i'm just I saying it's a, like it's at a, like eating and showering it's like to me it's a separate thing mm. mike you seem like you have no problem with this no, I think it's disgusting. Okay. All of it's disgusting. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Andrew? Hey, I'm still right. here. Just uh, trying to have a little left. fun here. That's yeah, all. Yeah, no. No, we did. We talked about it. Yeah, I, I have no issue. I have no issue with, uh, you know, it, plus the romantically involved is a little bit different, no? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So Jerry's shirt is off. Uh, the left ankle injury that A.J. Green suffered Saturday, more serious than the Bengals' first thought. Green had surgery yesterday. He's now expected to miss the first few regular season games. Ravens rookie wideout Marquise Brown passed his physical yesterday, could make his training camp debut today. Brown missed all off-season workouts following foot surgery. And Jill Ellis is stepping down as head coach of the women's national soccer team. She's coached more games than anyone else in program history and is the only coach to win multiple women's World Cups. Guys? Uh, all right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it, buddy. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Non-contenders making all the trades in Major League Baseball for pitching. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's Toll for Lot is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Time right now to ask the pros. Were you the listener? Get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. 
Submit your question. Be listening later on in the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Can guarantee low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. MLB trade deadline is later on this afternoon. We chatted about it yesterday, Taz, in terms of the Mets starters. Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard right now with the Mets four under, right? Five back. A couple teams that they have to jump over. In the wild card race in the National League, do you think either one of those two guys go anywhere? Do you think the Mets go all in on the rest of the year? Nah, just I, I mean, after Syndergaard's performance last night, we had I didn't watch the whole game. I watched a little bit, but I counted eleven out. strikeouts. Had eleven strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, he pitched great. So I, I mean, I think Noah feels like he's staying. You know, he's kind of putting it out there. Like he, he kind of feels like he's staying there. You know, I follow him on Twitter. He's got like he's always putting stuff out there with him and Mrs. Met and all this stuff, like funny stuff. Like he wants yeah. to. I feel like he wants to stay. I, I think he does stay. At the other day, I felt like he was going to get moved. I don't know. I mean, I can't wait for it to end. I just hope. I'm kind of hoping he stays because last night he looked great in uh, in the five two victory over the White Sox. Yeah, he he uh, he did. Um, and, you know, I, I think eventually he's going to go. I mean, I you know, I don't know if it's necessarily by four o'clock this afternoon. I mean, it, it might end up in in the off season. Um, you know, I don't think the Mets right now, as it stands, uh, have any interest in signing him to a long term contract extension. He, they've got two years left to control for Syndergaard, from my understanding. So I think eventually Syndergaard will go. Uh, you know, they floated his name out there before, and. I I think it's an intriguing aspect, you know, intriguing look when when you look at this Mets team who are taking advantage of what is right now a very weak schedule. They're playing some good baseball. Right. Callaway touched upon last night after their victory in Chicago over the White Sox. Uh, you mentioned Syndergaard's dominant performance. He was great. Edwin Diaz was once again a disaster as the Mets won that game in extra innings and got back-to-back home runs by McNeil and Conforto uh, in order to win it, which was their fifth straight win. So four under, five back in the wild card race. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Syndergaard's going. Um, I, I think Wheeler's probably going to go um, because I don't. I don't think they're going to sign Wheeler uh, to a long-term contract after this season. Right. Um, right. So maybe yeah, it I ends up being that. the Houston Astros, but you know, I'd be surprised if they're if they're both here. Taz, I don't think Syndergaard's going to go. I'd be surprised if by four o'clock this afternoon, if Zach Wheeler is still a New York Met. Maybe maybe they decide that after their recent surge that uh, maybe they can feel like they're with this staff now adding Marcus Stroman that they can go on a special run. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, you move Vargas to Philly, which, you know, okay. And, you know, you got Stroman, which shows that you want to win in 2020, you know, even though it's kind of a little late to the dance for 2019 here, as we said, even like you said, they are playing good right now. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. The schedule's been a little bit weaker, but you know what? You just, you know, you know how it is. You, you, you play what's in front of you, and that's what they're doing. So they're winning some games here and there. But, you know, as a fan, you just want to see them win. I mean, we don't expect them. I don't think Met fans expect them to go and dominate wild card, you know, and, and go and, and win the NL. I mean, I don't, that's it's not happening. It's nowhere near. It's just not going to happen. But I'm with you. I, I don't, I think we are. What's a smart Wheeler, business move? What, what's, I mean, what, realistically speaking, I, I mean, what, what. You move it, Wheeler, I think. You yeah. think that's the, yeah, the smart do. business play for, yeah. for a baseball franchise. So you would well, not, you would be surprised if Wheeler's still on this team 401 Eastern time. Yeah, I would be. And the reason why I think, I felt the different the other day, I mean, but initially when we talked about this, I think it was early in the week or last, I think it was early in the week. I was hoping Syndergaard was sticking around and he wasn't going to get moved. And then I'm like, eh, you know what? And now they're going to move him. And then I'm thinking, let's keep Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler pitched great at the end of the week last week, all this stuff. But you know what? I'm thinking business-wise, you know, when you just said business-wise, if you're splitting hairs between 
Who am I keeping, Wheeler or Syndergaard? And I'm the New York Mets. Or you could keep both. Right, right, right. But let's or you say could decide to... to play out the year and keep both and say that uh, this staff, we can we can go on a run just like the Nats have gone on a run. I mean, at one point in time, the Nats were 11 games under the 500 mark, right? right. And they right, played yeah. and they they went on a, a great torrid stretch, won a lot of <laughs> baseball games, and and are right there to win a wild card spot in the National League. Maybe the Mets feel like, why not us? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> they could I mean, be thinking that, that. I hope so. But no, I, no, I get it. I mean, <laughs> but I'm asking if you're in that room. You've watched this team a lot this year, right? Well, of course, yeah. Would you make the play and say, "All right, let's let's go, let, let's roll the dice and see if maybe we can get to the postseason and keep Wheeler around?" Or do you realistically look and say, "No, that's not the right decision to make. We've still got an uphill battle. We got to pair Zach Wheeler off." Yeah, I think I think you move Wheeler. I think because they just need to they just for assets and whatnot. Here's my point: if I have, if I was if I was the owner of the Mets and I'm like, okay. What, what do I, I got? Let's say I had to get rid of one of them. I know they don't. Wheeler or or Syndergaard. I'm moving Wheeler, okay? Because Wheeler, just from a star perspective, you know, Thor. He's Thor. He's got a gimmick. He's got a persona. He's a drawer. He's a bigger star than Wheeler. Wheeler's a hell of a pitcher. I, I like Wheeler, you know. But I'm, and after the performance of yesterday, it's kind of kind of tough to. I mean, unless you look at it like, well, Syndergaard's value is really up there now because he played so, you know, he had seven, uh, 11 strikeouts last night and stuff like that. So maybe you do move him. But I'm saying for star power, for drawing ability, you know, a, a Syndergaard, you, you can't compare Wheeler to him. You know, he's a, he's a star. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I believe in that. If the guy's a good enough player and he's got some star power, um, you know, are, are the, either of them as dominant as Jacob DeGrom? No, I know that. But he's a star, too. But this guy Thor, he's Thor. He's he's no Syndergaard. He's a star. He's got. A, he looks like a star, and he's a hell of a pitcher. So, I mean, I think you try and keep him around. If you're going to move one of them, I'd move Wheeler. Yeah, I, I think Wheeler goes uh, because you don't have control. I think if the roles were reversed, I think I think Syndergaard would go. Um, but you've got to control him for the next two years, and that's what adds uh, something to the value of of Noah Syndergaard as well as Zach Wheeler's an impending free agent. Uh, you know, Wheeler's second half last year, you know, he pitched a level of Jacob DeGrom. Statistically, he was better in the second half last year than the guy that won the Cy Young Award uh, in the National League. That's how good Zach Wheeler was before he got shut down. Uh, so he's pitched at a level that only Jacob DeGrom on that staff has hit. But, Taz, he's, he's going to be a free agent, and I don't think the Mets are going to look to pay him. The question, you know, as I mentioned before, it's now – you know, they got hot probably at the wrong time for Brody Van Wagenen. True. Uh, because now he's got a decision to make. And I think it might, you know, I, I think Met fans would understand it if Wheeler goes because of the acquisition of Marcus Stroman. But it, it's an intriguing decision to make because. Well, what do you think happens? What do you, I mean, you cover this team. Uh, yeah, you're not a Met I fan. Mean, you do cover them. Yeah, so. I, I think Wheeler goes. I think Syndergaard stays. Right, right. Okay. I right. mean, I, I think, I, you know, I was asked that question last night. I said, well, I, I do think that that's the right the baseball play task because I, I don't, I think there's not a lot in that pitching market right now. Um, you know, there's some been some, you know, debate about whether or not Madison Bumgarner with the Giants is available, but we right. know Bumgarner's stuff is down, um, but he's got a great October resume. Uh, reports out of Houston are the Astros do love Zach Wheeler. The Yankees do like Zach Wheeler. And they need uh, pitch. And the need Yankees do need really pitching. So, I mean, uh, and the Mets. Have and they're going to be in the postseason. <laughs> well, and, and the Mets have also pillaged their farm system. Right. I yeah. mean, there, there's nothing on the horizon. There's guys in single A and low A, Taz, mm-hmm. rookie ball, 
that they do like, but those guys are years away. We're right. talking about three, four years away. I mean, we're not talking about the here and now. All the guys that could probably could significantly help this team in the here and now are are other spots. They've right. paired them off in the last six to eight months. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, in that instance, you know, you, you traded Zach Wheeler, and now you're able to replace him with Marcus Stroman, um, you know, for next year and beyond. I, I think that's the right play. But, um, you know, could, would it be crazy to think that Zach Wheeler's here come 401 Eastern time, Taz, with them winners of five in a row looking mm. at saying, we've got DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, and Wheeler? <laughs> that we could go on a great run here, uh, yeah. Convince themselves of that. You would think that teams that are going to be playing in the postseason, like the Yankees, would would love to have at least three of those four oh, guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, with their offense and their defense behind those pitchers, the Yankees trade half the farm system for DeGrom. Yeah, and meanwhile, the Mets are going to be sitting home watching with all these great pitchers. Well, you never know. <laughs> Maybe this is the start of a special uh, run. Yeah, it could good. be the start of a special run. I hope so. I mean, it it is. I'll be I'll be chirping like crazy. Listen, Degrom should win tonight in Chicago and beat the White Sox. That'll be six in a row. That'll be three under. One day, one game at a time. Come back. The campgrounds next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 